Welcome back to Thinking and Drinking. In today's episode, I delve deeper into the ways of this sect of thirsty goblins. I also talk about hot nerds with dogs, and I briefly discuss the inadvertent shittiness of youth. So pour yourself a beverage, sit back, relax, and let's get to it. last week that I grew up thinking that enjoying things, that is, doing so excessively or even visibly, is shameful. Part of that was due to religious reasons, and part of that is because of my own weird brain wiring in which I don't like to feel feelings because I can't control them. I think it's an autism thing, who knows. My friends have known for most of my adult life that the easiest way to make me turn tomato red and make intriguing gurgling noises and quite possibly forget how to breathe, is to send me media related to people whom I find appealing. It's not as bad as it used to be since I started my anti-anxiety meds about a year ago, but it still happens. In one sterling example for Christmas last year, one of my friends sent me a 12-inch Shazam action figure with lights and sounds and packaging that says that it makes noises when you squeeze the thighs. My response to this present over text message was something simple and to the point, something like, God damn it! Though my reaction is generally the most memorable, I make sure to dish out as much as I get. That means that whenever an article or GIF set or other media shows up that'll get a God damn it from my friends, I make sure that they see it. It's our own thirsty version of, here's an awful thing that you need to see. Thing is, Many of these discussions happen over Facebook Messenger, and Facebook, being oh so helpful, makes sure that, th that more of this media crosses my newsfeed, ensuring at least one God damn it from me every day. The culprit this morning was an article detailing Henry Cavill's Valentine's Day post featuring his adorable dog, Cal. Yes, that's a Superman reference. And in this post, he reminded his fellow single Pringles, as he called them, that love isn't always romantic. Upon seeing this, I uttered an anemic squeak of, Good sir, could you not? And then I promptly forwarded it to the sect of thirsty goblins, with a comment to the effect of, This would make me want to go lie down for a little while, but I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. My friend Wynne responded with, Lie down more. Into the mattress. Past the mattress. We then talked for a bit about how hot nerds with dogs is a legitimate cultural phenomenon. And then Wynne returned the favor of my earlier article by sending a link to an auto-straddle piece about how Tessa Thompson is now fostering shelter dogs. I let out a Darth Vader-esque, no, and wilted into my pillows like a dissolute Victorian. By the way, Wynne and I are drift compatible, in case you couldn't tell. Our Jaeger would be named allegedly, in homage to Squirrely Dan in Letterkenny. <clears throat> anyway, 
With the advent of Instagram and Twitter and other platforms, it's entirely possible to fill up your digital life with a constant feed of nothing but incredibly appealing, nerdly gentlefolk with their squee-worthy canine companions. I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way. I do recommend it. But, uh, while we're on the topic of things that make me want to compress myself into a small cube and yeet myself into the sun, I got a fresh reminder this week about how inadvertently crappy people can be. The long and the short of it is that someone I have regular contact with mentioned that single people really shouldn't be salty about being single, especially on Valentine's Day. I was in a bad headspace already, and I was so tempted to do an exorcist-style head swivel and say, What the fuck? Especially when almost everyone else in the room agreed with them. And then they went on to rage against things like Galentine's Day, saying that everybody should get candy and presents like they did in grade school. Now, I don't know about you, but I did not have that experience. As the weird kid who played Star Trek on the jungle gym, I was in engineering, by the way, I did not get a lot of Valentines. Out of a class of about 20 kids, I was lucky to get five or six. And at least three of those were from kids whose parents said, Give one to everyone else. So yeah, fuck that noise. Valentine's Day occupies a special circle of hell in my own personal version of Dante's Inferno. And to hear this shit on that especially accursed day when all I wanted to do was autopilot through my responsibilities and go home? Well, it was not good. But then I remembered that almost everyone agreeing with this point of view was in their early 20s, if not younger. It brought down my rage, a little bit, and I offered up a prayer to St. Dolly that these dear hearts would never have anything to be legitimately salty about. But the fact of the matter is, it's perfectly okay to be salty about being single. It's one of the facets of life that brings out the shittier aspects of human behavior, especially now and especially if you are outside of what is considered the socially acceptable norm. I'm queer, disabled, autistic, opinionated, not conventionally attractive. Um, I kind of have the German hausfrau body, which kind of resembles a sack of potatoes. And I have nightmares that I'm surprised don't peel the paint off my bedroom ceiling. Sometimes I have the PTSD dreams that cause me to wake up trying to deck someone who isn't there. It's so much fun! and the 14th reminds me of the fact that I'll never fit into the box that society wants for me. And it's not like I haven't tried, believe me. To be brutally honest, on this past Friday, I legitimately wanted to die because I felt so unwanted. That's not me trying to beg for attention, it's just a statement of things that are. But I'm still here. So yeah, Saying that single people shouldn't express their saltiness when the odds are stacked against them is some legit unsympathetic bullshit, and if you're above the age of 29, you should legitimately know better. Gentle folk, could you not? I should mention that in addition to the usual cause for my bad headspace, I was also dealing with a fresh wave of grief over my birth dad's passing. You see, when you're mourning someone close to you, grief doesn't care that you're already sad about something else, and that you don't want to be that person losing their shit in public. Grief jams its fingers into your brain, says, I'm the captain now, and turns you into that cliché of the sad woman crying in public on Valentine's Day. 
And the fucked up thing about all of this is that I wasn't even crying over being single. I was crying because I miss my dad. But yeah, timing has never been my forte. Grief, by the way, is a profound expression of love. When you miss someone that much, that means that they really meant something to you. So in a way, I was observing the holiday, just the absence of love due to a family member's passing. Either way, though, it still fucking sucked. That's all I've got for you today. I'll be back next week for another episode of Thinking and Drinking. But for now, I think I'm going to meander over to Instagram to look at hot nerds with dogs. The music in this podcast is by Kabbalistic Village. This episode's mental meanderings were brought to you by a good old classic, The Screwdriver, sometimes simple as best. One last thing, before I let you all go, I mentioned last week that I was working on merchandise. Well, the first designs are up in the all-new Thinking and Drinking store on Redbubble, and there will be more in the future. In the meantime, you can check the store out at thinkdrinkpod.redbubble.com for all of your thirsty goblin needs. As always, you can follow along on Instagram at thinkdrinkpod, or get in touch by email at thinkdrinkpod at gmail.com. See you next week.